Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. This is Ask Your Workwife College Edition, where Vanessa and Holland go back to school. We're answering the five most important questions we get from college students who are headed into corporate America. We want to make sure you are set up for success before you even get that diploma in hand. Let's fucking go. This is episode four of Ask Your Workwife College Edition, and today we're answering the question, do you really need that second degree? I mean, do you? Actually, I'll just answer it. The answer is no. <laughs> episode over. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but seriously, the answer is no. I'm going to say 95% of the time, you do not need a second degree. Period. The end. Vanessa and me. One (laughs) of us has a degree. One of us doesn't. None of us has a second degree. Nope. Do you need it? No, you don't. And how did you learn what you do? On the job. Exactly. We're going to get to it. (sighs) So for most of you, stop the episode. Turn it off. Skip to the blooper. It's hilarious. (laughs) We're doing our job with the blooper content here. You're welcome. For the other 5% of you, our message to you is question your assumptions. If your assumption is, I have no useful skills and the only useful way to get skills is through a second degree, we need to take a look at that. In fact, my my dad, whom I love dearly and who has mentored me through a lot of weird career ex- decisions, excuses, weirdness, <laughs> um, used to say your first degree is for fun and your second degree is to get you money. Mm-hmm. That used to be the assumption. Like in the 70s, 80s, that was the vibe. Like... He would go study pottery or underwater basket weaving or what, whatever the bullshit thing is. Political rights of <laughs> sperm. I don't know. Whatever. Right? Like the thing, right? <laughs> sperm whales. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then you'd go get an MBA or you'd go get a law degree or you'd go get a you know, specific licensure. Right? <laughs> like that, that was the vibe. And now it's not even that. It's no, you don't need a second degree. I think it still exists in the water, but that's not reality anymore. There was a time in my life I considered getting a second degree. I mean, you'd need to with a harp. That's, well, to your point yeah. about your dad, like that was, I had a fun degree uh-huh. and then I needed an actual skill. And I thought, I, I did think the only way to get that was to, to go back to school. Sure. So I had a not so short list of things that I considered going <laughs> back to school it. for. Lay it on me. Architect. Okay. Airplane pilot. No. Flying sounds sitting, cool. Sitting in one spot for hours on autopilot <laughs> with just screaming children <laughs> behind you. No, you locked the door for a reason. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, I wanted to be an astronaut. Still do. Okay. I think in another lifetime. Okay. But I'd have to learn how to do science. No. Did I tell you in high school I wanted to be a pharmacogeneticist? Come again? Person who makes designer drugs. Okay. Not the ones you sell on the street. The ones like mRNA vaccines. Oh, shit. Taking the genetic code and like making medicines to fit your specific needs. I super want to do that in high school. I started looking into it. I realized I have to spend 99% of my life alone in a lab with test tubes. And I was like, "Hmm." oh, no. There's no one that. She's a Gemini. Yeah. (laughs) In case you don't remember. (laughs) No. I see what you're saying. See what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Also, doctor. Okay. (laughs) It was all money driven. I was like, doctors make a lot of money. That's why it was. So many. The point is, there came another moment where I was like, why would I go back to school for any period of years, invest any tens of thousands of dollars when I could just get a job tomorrow and make money? Yeah. That became my question. Mm. And I reflected just recently because I have just hit the mark where had I gone back to school, oh, I was going to go be a therapist, uh-huh. which would have been cool and fun and interesting. Sure. Totally support the profession, obviously. Um, I hit the moment just this year where I would be graduating from a marriage and family counseling degree. That's what I'm saying. And I've been making so much money. 
And everyone who's graduating right now into a down economy. Like you can't guarantee that in the three to five to maybe eight years it's going to take you to graduate with that second degree. It's not a guarantee that you're going to be any more or less employable than you currently are. So man, take, don't take that chance. Yeah. Take a look at your current skills and like it can be anything. They can be, I have made a fantastic career on soft skills alone, everyone. If you're listening to this episode and you're like, wait, I'm not in college. I've not been in college for some time now. If you're like us, is there someone in your life who needs this episode? My little sister, we've been talking about this stuff for seven years. And you know what? She's doing a great job. <laughs> I think everyone with little sister has been a college advisor at some point. Right? I did this with my sister and, and I wish I'd had a resource like this. It was like, hi, I'm not going to spend my 20 hours because they're now worth $125 an hour. Uh-huh. You're welcome. I'm just going to give you this content and it's exactly what I would have told you. Exactly. I'm also planning on giving this content to my son when he's 14, 15, 16. Go off. Right. So share with your little sister, share with your sorority sisters, share with your cousin, your niece, your nephew. Obviously. (laughs) Send to our Instagram, ask your work wife. We'd love to have him. There are places that I think you do need a second degree. Particular industry, specific technical skills. We're talking again, law, medicine, those types of things, and any other licensed industries where you simply can't practice or participate in the profession unless you have that actual licensure degree. Sure. And you're even going to like, we may get into this a little bit later, but you're going to want to look at that licensure to see if it requires a four-year degree or if you can do it another way. Nine times out of 10, there's another way to do it. Mm-hmm. But if it's medicine, actually go to med school. You should do that. Please do it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, when else might you need a second degree if your employer is offering it? Oh my God. Yeah. There are employers who get off on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I said it. Staying there. <laughs> who enjoy. Everything after this is going to sound terrible. (laughs) Anyway, there are employers out there who like to tell their clients that all of their pick a level, all of their managers, all their VPs, all their second level directors of managing bullshit, right, are all MBAs, are all this, are all certified, blah, blah, blah. They love telling people Mm. that. So they are happy to pay for your education to go there, right? There's also companies that are big enough that like they have to start differentiating between groups of people, right? Or like before they're going to let you jump into managing large teams, like thousand people teams, they're going to need to know that you understand the language of business, that you have some background in like organizational behavior, organizational structure, things like that, right? So one of my dear friends, love him. I convinced him to switch his major from, I don't even know what it was actually now, to public relations as an undergrad, graduated in public relations, went and got a couple of jobs in public relations, and then got a job at a massive SaaS company doing a great job. But he's like making progress in that company, realizing like, oh, he likes marketing, not just PR, but like marketing. So he made a lateral transfer into marketing, was going along. And then his manager said, you're doing such a great job. We love your output. But in this company, if you want to jump to the next level of like your career, you're going to need an MBA. Mm. So he kind of like came out, we talked for a little bit, like whatever, whatever. And he, he just said like, okay, I'm going to leave my job, go get an MBA. And there was like a, like a work study program, like, but he decided like stop working, go do that. And came back and like his, his internship that he had between the two years of school and his MBA program was with this company. Right. And, and then that turned into a job offer at, he uh, probably got a 80, 90 K jump in salary. Mm. He's never told me because I was making astronomically high money. <laughs> that's fine. He pays for nice shit. But that's the type of thing that you want to consider is like, is there a ceiling beyond which you cannot progress? Mm-hmm. And if they really want it, they'll often pay for it. Totally. And like he was working for probably, let me think about this. Graduated in 2009. 
he didn't do his MBA until 2015 to 2017. Mm. So he was working for a long time before he went back to school. And like more often than not, those MBA programs are more useful if you have experience because they're only going to teach you formulas and theories. You need to be able to plug in your personal experience from the field, from the industry Mm -hmm. to work on case studies, to do projects, to do business case things. Right. And then to be able to know how to network out the gate because that could have gone sideways. Like if he didn't get that internship at his former company, he wouldn't have made such a big jump. Like that required some networking, some know-how, some like keeping in touch with that manager and Mm -hmm. making sure that like his path maintained this linear trajectory up. So you you can do it, but like make sure you do it intelligently. You don't have to do it right away. More experience is better. And try not to foot the bill. Yeah, exactly. One last thing I'll say about MBAs, because they're, I think they're particularly notorious for this. Everyone seems to get them. It's kind of like a, everyone's doing it, so I might as well do it kind of thing. But you really don't. You really don't. And I I did not understand how true this was until I'm like working in a company where there are a lot of people who have MBAs. And like I'm working side by side with them, me, undegreed, making less money than they do, obviously, like (laughs) doing better work. But like there there was some kind of like undercurrent that you needed an MBA in order to get promoted Mm. from assistant to manager. Ooh, right. Oh, it was never really spoken, but it was just kind of there. Okay. And I didn't realize like how prevalent it was until the CEO of our $3 billion company came in, held a meeting just with the marketing team. And he said, I have heard rumor that there's some unspoken rule that you need an MBA in order to be promoted in my company. And you could kind of feel a few people like shrink in there. And this is with everyone, like VPs on down. That's in terrifying. The department. No, it was awful. I was like, oh shit. Apparently I was not the only one who was feeling this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good to know. It's like, I want you to know. I do not have an MBA in this and I'm running this company just fine. And he told us his whole origin story. It was incredible. Like I've heard a million times, but from his mouth in that context was just like so beautiful. You know what I mean? It was a really like kind of tender moment with the CEO. Just like feel so seen that like he, he worked for himself. He used to live like he used to live above a laundromat, like super poor. And he just built this business from the ground up. Oh my God. I know. Talk about the American dream. Yeah. Right. And then for him to hear that somebody in his company is saying you have to have a degree in order to make it in this world, he was not standing for any of that. And then he pivoted. He said, if any of you find classes that you feel you need to take in order to do a better job or be better at your job or to get a promotion, come to me. I will foot the bill on them. But you do not need another degree. If you need an education in something else, there are probably other departments or other people who can teach you in this building how to do that. It's cool. It was really incredible. Like it's beautiful. Yeah. And and I think that more people at the top of companies think that it's that middle management who's trying to like differentiate between people. That's maybe the only thing I'll tell you is like be aware as you're going into companies. There may be some chatter that you have to have an MBA, but double check that with HR, with managers, with VPs, like like kind of jump up a little bit to add, like kind of casually bring it up. Do I really need this in order to get ahead? Or is there another way that I can learn? what I need to learn. Is there someone I can mentor under? Is there someone that I can go shadow for a while, cross train with? I love that question because it's what we're going to talk about after the break. I mean, we're going on spring break. (laughs) This is the college edition, right? I super love this series. The Ask Your Work Wife College Edition makes me so happy. I love Colin knows this. I love working with teenagers more than probably anything else. She super does. (laughs) One of the things that I realized though is like, there are a lot of parents who are not set up to coach their kids through high school, through college, through building a career because the world of corporate America has changed. We talk about this every week on this podcast, (laughs) right? So one thing we'd like to offer specifically during this five week period where (laughs) Vanessa and Hunter go back to school is free career coaching to anyone who's in high school and freshman year college. This is a 
multi-thousand dollar value thing. But we feel so passionately about setting students up for success, getting into corporate America and kind of single-handedly closing that wage gap for women that we are willing to put our time and energy into this unpaid in order to get you what you want. So if you're interested, and we hope you are, send us an email at help at askyourworkwife.com and we can't wait to hear from you. All right, we're back from the break and we're answering the question, are there other ways to get that education that another degree might give you? Mm -hmm. The answer is obviously yes. Yeah, this one, the answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to kind of do these rapid fire. The first one off the bat is like my my favorite cousin. I talk about him all the time. Like maybe I probably shouldn't. Actually, I haven't told him that I talk about him on this podcast. It's fine. (laughs) But he thought for a long time he needed to go get a master's degree in order to get his landscape architecture certification, like to be a licensed landscape architect. He thought he needed to go get a second degree. Turns out you don't. He's knee deep in the company he's working for, doing great things, learning on the job, taking a couple post back classes here and there that his company's paying for, and they have offered to do his licensure for him. To sponsor it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. They, they were like, here's the requirements. We're paying the fee for you. And like, all you have to be able to do is take this test. If there's anything on this test you don't think you know how to do, go take a classic in Zaga. It's literally around the corner. Get it done. I, I think this really points to the fact that like companies hire people for who they are, like what kind of enthusiasm, ambition, growth mindset that they bring to the table, like all that stuff. The skills you can get on the side, like it's not that hard. You can train anyone on anything. What you exactly. can't train is work ethic, ambition, like you said, cultural fit. Exactly. So yeah, your employer can sponsor you. You can always do certifications on the side. These do not always require a degree. Um, ideally, you should be able to divorce that certification from a degree and it should be cheaper and faster for you. Totally. To to our point up top, like this, this is where you really need to look at any licensed profession you want to get into. And the most obvious way to get in is going to be a four-year degree that tacks that on. But that's a university who set up a program and, and like puts the certification at the end, but there's probably a way around it or a way above it or take the test. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like sometimes if you've been working in industry for a long time, just take it. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I got out of 16 credits of Chinese that way. So snaps. Hey, another thing you might consider getting another degree for is if you're majorly switching industries, Mm -hmm. we we think about journalism because of um, Vanessa's sister, but Vanessa herself could be a journalist today. She in fact has been totally. I, on the other hand, would have to go back to school for that shit. Like there, there would be just such a a gap between skills and knowledge and industry, anything for me to do that. That that would be, might be a really efficient way for me to get that type of education. One of my favorite people that I would love to model my life after Mark Oppenheimer, he like went to school for religious studies and then wanted to be a journalist, like writing in the religious segment. So he went and got a master's degree in journalism. He knew nothing about it. Right. And that also gave him like a network and some clout to say like, yes, I'm a Yale graduate in religious studies. And I don't, I forgot where I went to journalism school, but like it, it just gave you a network and some credentials right out the gate. Great option. Something else that came in mind here is around the concept of external motivation. Mm. Um, when I was considering going to yoga school, I, I knew I could get all that education on my own. I could read the books. I could take classes. I could. You're very self-motivated. You, I was. You do the 4 a.m. thing. Like I know. Boss. Like I, I know. just, I cannot do that. <laughs> and, and it's true. But what I ended up deciding for yoga school in particular is like there's community, there's efficiency, mm. and there's a point of view that I wanted to acquire. So I did go to the training program and mm. I did pay the money for that. And I did get it done in four months and it was amazing. Like, Great. and it ended up setting me up for a lot of career success actually down the road, but just know whether or not you can or want to do it on your own, whether or not that's the, the right path for you, because maybe you really do need that external structure, that external structure provided by a degree program or provided by a certification program in order to get it done. 
maybe you can't get it done at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. One of my really good friends, Aaron, this is a story about a lot of people, apparently. <laughs> Sorry, this episode. Um, he was really smart, but kind of like a wild child in high school and like didn't get like he went to college a few times, a few different times and just could never like settle down and focus because a lot of college is really unstructured time. You are self-driven and you have to be self-motivated in order to get it done. There's some externalities about school yeah. and class and deadlines and semesters, but it wasn't until he like got into the Navy that he really excelled. Like he needed more structure, it turns out. And yeah. he like kicked against it for his entire life. But like once he settled into that, man, he is, he's now a Navy fighter pilot. He's freaking Top Gun. He's doing a great job. <sighs> and like, awesome. yeah, like, so that's, that's one of those, like, you got to know yourself. Like, am I going to be able to do this on my own? Great. Do, am I going to need some structure? Is it need to be mild, like community college? Or do I really need to like immerse myself in it and do like a high intensity program? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Another thing to consider when you're thinking about another degree, a second degree, is there something you can only get in college? Mm-hmm. This is actually true about this episode. This is all my friends. This is what we're lining <laughs> up. <laughs> my friend Brianna, she like, she took kind of a non-traditional path through her undergrad. So she like spent some time finding herself and then she buckled down and then she like kind of transferred to community college and just graduated to graduate. Right. Mm. And she thought she wanted to be a teacher, which was great. She taught high school for a couple of years and then she realized like her real passion was still lost. So she wanted to go to law school, but she needed a better GPA this winding path through undergrad didn't know nope, did not her serve needed. her like yeah. let her graduate but did not get her the gpa she needed in order to get into the law school she wanted to go to right. so she got online jumped into a english master's degree and nailed a 4.0 mm. so the most recent school she went to had a 4.0 and that got her into the law school she got into and now she's working at the houston public defender's office ah so cool doing a great job but she couldn't have gotten into that law school with that undergrad gpa no that's one of those like special second degrees that requires a minimum GPA and you can't get a GPA anywhere else. You can't get a GPA anywhere Turns else. out. Exactly. Now, because she's my friend, she never put her GPA on any resume. I won't vouch for that. Slow clap for Brianna. Something else that came to mind with the second degree, there are degree programs, there are universities, there are feeder programs that will fast track you into a particular industry, a particular institution, a particular network of people, a particular job. There are law firms in this country that have spots open for Harvard Law graduates. Like the top four Harvard Law School graduates every year have a designated spot at the top four law firms in New York. That's just how that goes. So if that's if you want to work in big law, that's what you got to do. But you do not need to be spending your undergrad money on Harvard because your I'm sorry, your undergrad classes at brand name schools are taught by TAs who are just two years older than you. You need to spend that money on that shit. Put the money where it's useful in your secondary degree and where it's going to get you a network of people and set you up for success into that into that feeder role. You also might be considering further specialization. My friend Shelly and my sister are kind of like a little bit in the same vein here where they like got a degree in one thing. That's what they thought they wanted to do. And then like maybe a year or two into it, realized they wanted to do something like that industry adjacent. Like I, I rail on this all the time. College professors only know the one or two main jobs you can get with that degree. That's mm. the only thing they're going to set you up for. Right. So my sister thought because she was graduating journalism from the University of Texas, that the only thing she could go do was work at the New York Times. What she wanted to do is be a teacher. And she realized that ah, the day of graduation, it's fine. <laughs> um, so she so she was like, okay, I obviously didn't go get a degree in education. She had kind of a, a crisis moment. Like, do I, should I delay graduation? Should I go back and like take two years in education? Have like basically a six year degree kind of thing. Right. It's like, no, get the fuck out, graduate, and then go do a teaching licensure like right. there's certifications for that like there's tests you have to take it's a little bit harder but like you just have to study the material and get it done that's it she's happily teaching in a great role for her my friend Shelly like she almost the same thing she like graduated in education she taught for a couple of years then she realized like 
She wasn't really into teaching eighth grade. I don't know who is. Props <laughs> to those of you who are. They are saints. Right? She wasn't into teaching, but she, she noticed that like in her school system, there were these specialists who would come in and teach the teachers. Ooh. Yeah. And she's like, I love that. So she asked a few of them what you need. And they're like, well, you need to specialize in something. And then you work for this other company who like. Is contracted high, to yeah, like right? do this training or exactly. whatever. Yeah. So then she, she. Realized she needed a second degree. And the difference between her and my sister, my sister realized she didn't need a second degree in order to get it done, mm -hmm. but Shelly did. So she really did go get a second degree, got a master's in behavioral science, and then came back and worked for this like contractor Amazing. who now teaches special ed teachers how to better teach. work with. Yeah, yeah. How to better teach. That's lovely. So two examples there. One where don't need to go back to school. Yeah. And one where kind of did. Totally. Whew, that was a lot all at once. But that takes us back to the very top of this episode. Number one, question your assumptions. If you're even thinking, man, I really need a second degree before I can fill blank, in the blank, yeah. take a step back. Ask yourself, do I even need it? It's a better question. And I think you'll be surprised at the answer. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. This is so stupid. This um, is a safe space. It was a <laughs> <laughs> no, I trust that. This is a very safe space. Um, there was a moment. <laughs> I know it's on this in list. time where I thought that like, again, this is all like driven by like a misguided approach to money management. There's a line of work in the insurance industry called a catastrophe adjuster. Oh, okay. Colloquially referred to as a cat adjuster. You travel around the country following natural disasters in order to make assessments and adjust like insurance adjustments around roof damage and shit like okay. that. Can you imagine me <laughs> in a knee-high pair on. of like wellies? <laughs> Not hot ones. Like government issued Not wellies. Cute. <laughs> like a neon vest. I don't know, like jeans and a sh plaid shirt. Like, I'm where are we overalls going? Maybe no. Yes, for sure, overalls. No, for sure, overalls. They'd be high waisted. That's kind of your jam. Shh, that's true. <laughs> I do love a good overall, <laughs> but it's usually like cuffed with some Burks. Yeah, it's a little, it's, it's a little cute, <laughs> styled. <laughs> I could not imagine you doing that.